Hello and welcome to another episode of Millennial Heads. We're so happy to have you here. Thank you for tuning in and listening to us. We appreciate your audience. Today we're going to be talking about an NGO that we really like and love. It's called Gracie Foundation. Uh, What Gracie does is it tries to impact the lives of orphans, basically um, teaching them skills that could actually help them build sustainable futures, uh, skills like programming photography uh video editing and the likes right so why everything technology yeah everything technology basically so why we really like gracie is instead of focusing on just feeding these kids short term it's focusing on their long-term sustainability and giving them skills that could actually help them uh go to market and make ends meet and the life for themselves so if you're interested in finding out more about Gracit, please go over to gracitfoundation.org. Gracit is spelled G-R-A-C-I-T. Foundation, I think uh, we can spell that right, and .org. So gracitfoundation.org. You could actually also check them out on Instagram. We'll, we'll have a, a link to their handle in our post on Instagram. You could check it out. It's at gracitgtf. That's Gracit, G-R-A-C-I-T, and G-T-F. Please follow, um, try to support them. They're doing something really amazing. I do not have a serious bone in my body. Apparently, I feel traps in this generation, and I'm here to vent. Are people even going to take me seriously? I'm definitely hilarious. I'll probably be the only one laughing at myself. I am Damilari Olushato, and even I don't take me seriously. Louis over here, and I'm not sure I do either. Is this thing echoing? Is this supposed to happen? <coughs> Welcome to Millennial Heads. We'll be talking about how messed up we all are and how awesome technology is. Oh, there we go again. Yeah, so uh, welcome to Millennial Heads for today. Our topic is on the workplace and the fresh culture that technology is adding to it and how millennials are affecting the culture, basically. So, I'm um, Lewis. Yeah. Uh, do you want to start off, uh, tell us uh, briefly how workplace technology has affected um, the culture? So, professional development, let's start with that. Um, previously, you could just come to work nine to five, done. You don't need to improve on your skills. You don't need to do anything. You just come and you're gone. But this day and age, like I've always mentioned, value. If you cannot add value, if you cannot um, increase your value added um, um, accumulation or whatnot, yeah, you will not be able to survive you know and what has happened is that there is actually less workplace um balance if you notice with the millennial culture now we have um because everyone technically does what they like they want to do what they like and there is no like work and social balance it's just straightforward so what do you think I I think largely I agree with your first point about professional development because 
I think it's something that is a huge dis- deciding factor for millennials when they're uh, searching for employment. Uh, speaking personally, I, for instance, will not want to work at the company where there's no allowance for me to develop personally, where, there, where there's no uh, time allocated for me to improve the skills that I currently have and yeah. chase after skills that I want to have. So it's really huge for me. It's a huge factor. I want to work somewhere that supports learning and growth. And to speak to uh, your second point, I'm not sure I got you correctly. Uh, yeah. Saying, uh, you, you could you repeat what you said? You said uh, work uh, life, there's no um, this work day and, and age, social balance? There's really no work and social balance. Mm, wh- why would you say Most that? Okay, so before you clock in at five and you clock out, rather you clock in at seven, and you clock out at five but recently you find out people actually spend more hours at work they might actually come in yeah they spend way more hours at work so uh, how do you think the technology the technology lead to that or it's it's just like it was is a common culture now where you have to there's value and companies actually take advantage of that so you have a deadline and you need to meet up that deadline. So you end up spending way more time at work. You get home and you're daydreaming about finishing that task and so on. So oh. that way it interferes with your... Um, and Okay, so let's even talk about technology. Before you had to get to work before you could get work done. Mm. But now your boss can actually text you. Uh, do you have this report? Can you send it to me? Oh, I get and what you mean. You log on to your system at home. Ta, 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 so how, how do you how do you suggest that we sort of mitigate these things? Is there really a mitigation to it? It's just for you to consciously. So, like we we're discussing before we started recording, anything work related app should stay off your phone. Mm. Outlook, the rest, and should stay back at your workplace. So, because if you're going to have outlook on your phone and you get a mail you're definitely going to reply that mail whichever time it's um sent to you okay so um so what you're saying is we should sort of try to separate uh work life from uh regular life as much as possible yeah it's like uh, a conscious you can take a page out of my book um i i recently wiped off all the work work related applications from my uh tablet yeah all the email apps, uh, everything is gone. So I only check my mail and stuff when mm-hmm. I get to my computer. There's no Slack on it on my phone. It's zero Slack, uh, just on my computer. Once I leave the desk at the end of a workday, it's until the next day before uh, I check these applications. So another thing uh, that I like to say is I think largely that you could say technology sort of took away the work-life balance but definitely in the way i look at it i think it also gave it to us in a way because if you consider the new culture coming out uh the remote work culture it it sort of supports work-life balance right so it gives you the ability to manage your schedule you get work done uh, when you feel most productive. Yeah. Uh, it's flexible. You could go at your own pace. Uh, you could complete your tasks whenever you want. As long as you're completing them, nobody has an issue with mm-hmm. you. So it gives you the opportunities to take 
to sort of shut down yeah. uh, from work whenever you want to, as long as you're performing and your performance doesn't drop. So I think technology sort of helped us out if you look at it. Uh, but yeah. maybe, maybe what we should have said is, is people in this part of the world sort of misuse it. Definitely. So, like I said, companies actually like use it as a tool against employees, mm. where you're actually under more pressure to deliver. You get. Yeah, I get you. So, you. if you are. Um, if you're working in a company, you you have to probably be responding to meals offline, even if you're on leave. Nice. So, um, what other ways could you say uh, technology is enhancing the company culture? So, let's just run through some of the ways. Um, more time tracking tools. You're able to like track when people actually add value. You can see it. It's it's just there. You can see it. More transparent communication. Um, you know where, for instance, Slack. Slack gives like a good communicative system. So if you're, if you're your boss, if your boss wants something, he just has to message you on Slack and you get what you want. You know, one basic stuff we should even talk about is remote workplace. So I'm looking for the time where I would sit down every morning with a tie and a shirt on and just briefs <laughs> and you know that would be the most beautiful time yeah it's really beautiful, it's really beautiful. yeah uh so speaking to that i think another way um technology is sort of enhancing the workplace culture is it helps to diversify mm-hmm. a lot more because now um you don't have to all live in the same geographical location to work at the same company or even on the same team, right? You don't have to be in the same time zone. And it's really beautiful because recently I was taking stock of all the friends that I have and I I noticed something. I have Mm -hmm. more... um, uh, I have more European friends and Latino friends and Latino friends than friends in my immediate environment mm-hmm. than more nigerian friends which is really huge because it means it means a few things it means uh yeah. one i'm no longer re- uh sort of limited to my local environment i could think on an international scale and yeah. things like that it's really beautiful what uh technology is doing for you us you can create webinar sessions and yeah, yeah, I can meet with these people whenever uh, we're free. We could have chats. I could experience their different cultures. Uh, I could speak to them, learn from their different perspectives. And it's just, it's mind-blowing. And another point is the less face-to-face communication. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you wake up and you don't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> you just want to communicate and get your work done. I think I think we're thinking about it <laughs> in two, two different lights. Okay, go ahead. Explain <laughs> your light. Yeah, so uh, less face-to-face communication. For instance, uh, I personally, I hate meet- meetings. Uh, I think they're a waste of time. Because mm-hmm. think about it. There's the time to plan the meeting. There's the time to commute to the meeting. And then yeah. the thing about a 10-minute meeting is it's not just for 10 minutes if you count the number of people attending the meeting you're taking 10 minutes away from each other's people so yeah. say there were six people 
to attend a 10-minute meeting, you're taking 10 minutes from six people. That's 60 minutes of work that you just took away. When we could meet, uh, we don't have to wait until uh, we have tasks to do to meet. I can meet you uh, probably for five minutes one-on-one in person on Zoom or Skype. And we could get back into work as soon as possible. I think another way to handle that is to have more um, stand-up meetings. If you, I mean, if you're going Could to Could you give us some t- context? What, what's a stand-up meeting? So, you, why have a two-hour word meeting when you can have a 45 or 20-minute meeting time? Meaning, everyone just comes and then everyone is debriefed. And when you're briefed, everyone gets assigned tasks and then they go. They accomplish nice. and they come back. So, if you have like a stand-up meeting, it actually helps. If your company can revolve... Um, meetings around stand-up meetings, your staff is going to be way more productive because after the stand-up meetings, then project managers can just hand over tasks on Asana so you can keep track of what you're doing. That's beautiful. Yeah, so two hours word meeting is pretty much useless. You just have people going round and round and especially when you're in an environment where everyone is brilliant and everyone has an opinion it's true people will be arguing uh, people will be arguing because everyone has an opinion they are both they are and especially with younger um co-workers yeah because it's a um everyone is like on a horizontal scale so everyone can say whatever they want to say so if you're going to have a two-hour meeting to discuss everything you need to discuss you are going to waste your time and it to be less productive so if you're going to have a stand-up meeting, you guys can just debrief yourselves. Okay, this is what we accomplished. This is what we intend to do. This is what we accomplished. This is what we intend to do. You guys, we need this from you. And then, okay, fine. You're going to get it as a of time. And you're good to go. Everyone is fine. 20 minutes, you're out of there. Log on to Asana. Get your task. Very nice. So um, what ways do you think uh, the company culture will start to shift if as more millennials sort of get into the the workforce so basically the major um the major factor would be collaboration over competition could you give us some context so the way the work is now being structured it's no more like a hierarchy system okay for instance we had um mark zuckerberg has removed every wall so he's like he got this huge warehouse and converted it into this huge long office so it's accessible so if you're going to be accessible as a leader there's no hierarchy so what are you guys competing for Mm. everyone is collaborating for one goal so that builds like a a whole different culture where everyone seems to be on like an equal playing field and everyone is just collaborating. Yeah, you have leaders, but they are more of um, like toiling as well as their followers. Nice. So I think uh, companies, local companies in Nigeria should sort of take a cue from what some of these people are doing because yeah. largely what we find in the workplace, in the work environment over here is yeah. this cutthroat system of employment where uh, to succeed or to move a step high, you gotta yeah. step on a few heads. You gotta take some people down, and nobody's really looking out for anybody. You don't have to anybody. take 
anyone down yeah, to be just, honest you don't have to do that a space for everyone you yeah. just have to collaborate more learn to share uh ideas and views and learn to mm-hmm. receive and give uh constructive feedback uh yeah if if more people were working together in yeah. the workplace of today in our country a lot of things would be better way better uh, yeah, yeah way better even in politics yeah, yeah. let's not get into that but yeah um i think this cutthroat system has to go and will go as more millennials yeah. sort of get into the workplace collaboration over competition is gonna be the the edge of tomorrow I mean, 39% of millennials define leaders as strategic thinkers. Mm. So it's not just about being at the top and just bombarding people with workload. It's about like explaining to them your vision and where you're going and then how to get there. And how do you do this without being accessible or relating with exactly. these people? If you don't just see you as a figurehead uh, up there trying yeah. to take away their food. Yeah, I mean, if you don't have an open door policy, everyone is going to complain i mean you're not even going to know what how your um co-workers are feeling yeah sometimes you find people who don't even know who your direct boss is yeah at companies it's sad or you have bosses that don't know what their um colleagues are actually feeling mm. and you don't some people don't even know who their colleagues are yeah you just know you work in the same place exactly so uh i think another thing as more millennials start to join the the workforce uh one extra thing that we're going to be seeing is a sort of a push for more remote opportunities because Definitely. uh people no longer want to have to go through the stress of commuting to a place spend six hours in traffic and especially six hours lagos. back especially in lagos here uh, they just want to be able to be productive right away, straight up, as they start their Imagine days. work closes and then at 5 and you have to wait till 8, 9, so you don't get stuck in traffic. Yeah, and then even at that 8, 9, you spend an extra 2 hours in traffic, so effectively yeah. you're working 12 hours a day instead of just 8. You get home, no productivity because you're just going to yeah, crash and to burn bed. out. Straight to bed. Uh, no time to eat properly or anything like that. I remember those that are living, living far away, like work on the island and probably live in Ikorod. You're going to wake up by around 3.30. Yeah, so if you add that, that's an extra three hours. So now that's 15 hours as opposed to working eight. Which is really close. And even if you were going to work eight of those hours, not all eight will be productive. No, no, not at all. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, another thing that we'd like to talk about now, uh, what would you say the ideal environment for a millennial will be in the workplace of tomorrow? Like I said, just a more collaborative workspace, more fun, um, remotely. Mm-hmm. So everyone doesn't need to come into work. I mean... You just need your front desk that guys to be in front desk guys that's in the face of the company and then everyone everyone technical can walk offline nice nice that would be pretty nice to see uh yeah. see it start to happen over here more and more yeah uh i'd also say like i said initially uh the opportunity to learn and grow yeah. will be very very vital for the millennials coming into the workforce uh, yeah. We don't want free lunch or we don't want more foosball or <laughs> or a PlayStation. We want to grow. Yeah. Right? We want to feel like we're achieving stuff. We want to know what the vision is, what we're working towards, yeah. why we are working towards it. 
We want to be more informed. We don't want uh, we don't want sort of a wall where yeah. only upper management knows what's going on. We want to know. Oh, that's it for today. Yeah, so guys, thank you for listening. We really appreciate your audience. Do not forget to like, subscribe, and share. If you think uh, this was helpful to you, would like to see some comments, uh, things that that you think about the workforce of tomorrow, of the of the ways the culture is shifting. We'd like to know what your thoughts are. We'd like to know your opinions. And don't forget to let us know about your startup ideas yeah. or NGOs that you want to promote. Uh, we do that uh, at the beginning of every episode. Send us a DM. Yeah. Just, um, just keep our comment section. Yeah. Sections uh, comment sections are open. And also, uh, we'll see you next week. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>